and welcome to the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 130. And look, it's a banner day in the Atlassian Ecosystem. That pun comes to you courtesy of Brenda Burl. Brenda, hello. Matthew, hello. Good to see you both today. Happy to bring the puns. <laughs> and I just like being part of it all. <laughs> well, I mean, we might as well just let him in on why that's so punderific. Welcome to the Punderdome. And, uh, <laughs> you're next. Uh, that's what we all signed up for. Um, so the foundation of the pun, which in my head was, it's a banner day in the ecosystem. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help it. I oh, couldn't poor help Fred. it. Poor Fred. I'm so sorry. The reason that that popped into my head was the, the announcement that Jira Cloud now has a um, announcement banner that the admins can set. So you can communicate directly to users across your Jira Cloud instance with the new announcement banner. So there's a new page where you can set that announcement. Um, for those of you that have been working in on-prem, this has been around for a long time. Uh, but as an admin, you can click on the gear icon at the top right of the navigation under system, under Jira settings. You now have an announcement banner item in the sidebar. Uh, that's under the user interface section. And you configure it, set the message, decide whether you want it enabled or disabled, Decide whether your users should be allowed to dismiss the banner and decide whether you want it to show only to users who are logged in or to anyone who visits your Jira instance. And this is gradually rolling out across cloud, should hit most cloud instances by November of this year. Uh, for this first release, it will only support plain text. You can include a URL. It will be shown as plain text. Support for links and rich formatting will be added to this feature down the road. Have you seen them, Matthew? The banners flying high on Jira in the notification <laughs> section. <laughs> there are there are several other changes coming for Atlassian Cloud administrators alongside that banner. Continuing on the cloud updates, you can now access your organizational administration tools from any of the Atlassian projects. So you might be face down in uh, your Jira work management pile, but if you need to go into admi Atlassian administration from there, you can just pop right over through the top navigation. This makes it easier to manage all of your accounts and security policies globally across your sites and products, wherever within the sites and products you are. Atlassian cloud administrators will also be able to see more details about all of your organization's Atlassian tool sandbox environments. There is now a sandbox table where you can see when a sandbox is created, when it's online, and when a data copy is in progress. They'll also include information about the last time that production data was copied to the sandbox. That's nice. Oh, you like that? I like that. That's a, well, a bunch of nice updates today. <clears throat> a banner day, indeed. Indeed. And finally, data residency still on the menu now included with all standard and premium plans. So we had fairly recently, I'd say within the last three podcasts, uh, a discussion about data residency uh, becoming available across the cloud uh, and adding Australia. But now, if you are a standard premium or enterprise user of Jira software, service management, or Confluence, 
you can move your data to the options that are available under security and data residency. Yeah, super nice they're having that available for all plans. I'd like to see that sort of commitment from Atlassian. Uh, diving deeper into Jira, these are Jira platform-wide updates. The first is the ability to reorder the fields in your list. So this is for users, not just admins. Uh, you can customize the order of your list fields. Uh, whatever way works for you, you just drag fields at the top of the list to suit the order in which you'd like to view them, which is pretty cool. I like that very user-specific ordering that you can do there. Advanced roadmaps from Jira, you can now create an issue uh, grouped by sprint or release when viewing the timeline. So you just use the little plus icon to create an issue. As always, we'll be linking to um, to these uh, notes in our show notes uh, so you can learn more uh, and check out the documentation from that. Code in Jira. So this is when you are looking at a Jira issue and you've integrated with Bitbucket Data Center. There's now support for the Bitbucket Data Center OAuth provider. Um, so you can use those credentials uh, for external source code management, but having that connection through to your Jira instance uh, in the cloud. Got some improvements to dashboards, uh, making them a little bit faster. There's an edit mode uh, for improved loading times when you're viewing them without editing them. Then you can select edit to agile and organize gadgets. Further improvements on editing in general and team managed projects. Uh, there's a new quick way to access the editor. It's just two clicks away. So uh, you can go to a column, uh, status setting page, hit manage workflow, and then edit workflow. Um, so you can get to that workflow editor a bit quicker in team managed projects. Uh, another advanced roadmaps update. Uh, and you know, we group these kind of by their their, you know, Elastic Cloud or Jira platform. We're kind of combining two weeks worth of updates. Um, our our format is not quite the same as Elastic. So uh, we left advanced roadmaps behind and now we're back. And uh, not just back, but back to the future. If only there was a roadmap for that. Yeah. So uh, advanced roadmaps, you can now scroll horizontally uh, to go forward and backward in your plan. So if you're planning beyond what your, your screen would typically show, you can scroll forward, see what the future shows. Uh, in that timeline view, uh, you can also break things down into uh, subtasks. Uh, I really appreciate it lasting clarifying that subtasks are smaller items that relate to the overarching objective. That's that's a helpful you know, nugget in the release notes. Um, good, good to know. <laughs> uh, the new issue view just we're still going, we got like three or four more of these these releases. It's it's we were actually talking before the podcast. There's uh, on-prem definitely slowing down, cloud definitely ramping up. Uh, in terms of updates, I mean, every every podcast now is just, I don't know at this point, 60, 70% at least are cloud updates. Yeah. The clouds just keeps it raining, makes it rain yeah. on us. How lucky we are <laughs> to get rained on by this cloud. Uh, in the new issue view, we now have estimates for time tracking apps. So um, for those of you who have been following the podcast for a while, we've, we've had to report several times on cloud of the new issue view and cloud sort of adding support for different fields or visualizations from third-party apps. So this is like a level of integration and display that didn't used to exist. Uh, in this case, today or this week's edition is related to time tracking apps. In the new issue view, uh, you can now see a field for the estimated time rem remaining. Um, so 
they say, install your favorite time tracking app, go to an issue and check it out for yourself. Um, so this suggests it, you know, it's sort of a standard thing that should work for any app that you might have installed or that you want to give a try to. Uh, you can now add custom fields to all your screens in Jira, which um, is, I don't think, actually true. I suspect there are many screens in Jira that you can't add custom fields to. But if it's an issue screen, uh, <laughs> you can you do that. Actually, what this is communicating, uh, it's not that at all. Sorry. I just had this image in my head of like, I'm on the workflow editor screen, and I'm going to put a custom field on here. I'm going to go, I'm going to, go to my permission screen and add a custom field. <laughs> No, All sorry, your yeah. screens are belong to us. <laughs> <laughs> what this actually is, is you're making a custom field. There's now a, a select all checkbox to, to add it to all the screens or you can select a subset. So you can, you can, you can do them all at the same time instead of having to go in and edit one screen at a time over and over again. Um, you can also search for screens by their names, narrow down the list of screens and then associate them to the custom field. So that's nice. Um, Nice way to, to be able to add a field and mass to a whole bunch of screens. And last but not least, and for the third time, back to advanced roadmaps. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We'll get there. um, there's a filter on the releases tab now. So you can filter releases by status or search using text. And as a reminder, courtesy of our release notes editor, advanced roadmaps is included with all Jira software premium and enterprise plans. Moving over to Jira service management, you can now add attachments to your objects, helping to ensure that your team has all the information they need when accessing an object in Insight. In Jira service management, you now have the ability to attach relevant files, pictures, or other information directly to an object. You must have edit permissions uh, in order to do so, and you would navigate to the object you want to add the attachment to, drag and drop the file directly onto the object panel, or select attach files under the attachments dropdown. There's a helpful note here. Attachments must be 20 megabytes. And I, I, I read that as they must be exactly 20 megabytes. Couldn't be more, cannot be less. All attachments must be 20 megabytes. I think they meant a maximum, but uh, your mileage may vary. I, I'm sure they did. But I actually have run into a bug before. It was where um, I think it was like Tomcat was misconfigured or something where the attachment did have to be exactly 10 meg or it didn't work. <laughs> if it was smaller or larger, it failed. And that was an amusing bug to run into. 19 megabytes are right out. Right out. <laughs> the megabytes shall not be 21. Um, so, yes, uh, good luck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> And in Jira work management, you can quickly edit cards from within the board uh, without opening the issues detailed view. So just a slight change on work management there. Over in Confluence Cloud, there are a handful of very nice quality of life improvements. I, I'm a little jealous of those who are using Confluence Cloud routinely because of these nice new touches. Uh, the first one being taking action quickly from the sidebar. When you hover above a page, a more actions menu will appear and you'll have a bunch of options underneath of that. Um, if you don't have permission to do one of the actions, it's going to be grayed out and there will be more info there. Uh, it's a nice touch. It kind of adds on to that page card experience that we looked at before we recorded today. We were very confused on what Atlassian meant by page card, which is terminology that's starting to pop up in the documentation. And, it took all three of us, I think, to determine definitively that what they're referring to there is this thing that pops up when you hover over the page title. 
So dear viewers at home, when you hover over a link in the tree navigation, it's going to pop up a little square with some information. We are pretty sure, we think, that that's what Atlassian means by page card. card. There's also in uh, Confluence Space on the left, you've got you know, a, a variety of menu options. One of those pages, if you click there, I had a space. I don't know if this scales, but I had a space that had just like a single page in it, but it was very clearly a card. Like you hovered over it, you got the shadow box hover effect. Like that was a card also. I don't know if it behaves the same way if you've got like a hundred pages at the top level, like I would expect a tree nav or something, but I, I don't know. So Matthew's homework is to add some pages and report <laughs> back. Yeah, my it's just my test like training instance. It just doesn't have a lot of content in it. So I, I should have gone to our production instance, I guess, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> the important thing to remember about page cards is that you have to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're in Confluence Cloud, you can now easily change the view of the pages in your sidebar to reflect the pages you visited most recently. So you can now view the page tree in any space based on when you viewed the pages with the most recent visit at the top of the list. That's just a nice touch. That will drive me absolutely nuts. Well, you don't have to use it. I don't, I'm glad I don't have to use it because it would just drive me batty. Because. Among many other things. Well, there's, yeah, well, let's see if this helps because amongst the changes, we also have the ability to view your, view pages in your space differently. So you can look at pages in a space tree as a tree, and this is great when the relationships are important, but what if they're not? So uh, now you can change the views on your pages by selecting the ellipses menu next to pages in the space sidebar, and it will give you some options. And these options will persist uh, until you change it per space. So Brenda, maybe there's a, a view that appeals to you. And speaking of appealing views, Atlassian has finally rolled out uh, something that I saw at a summit years ago, header images on Confluence cloud pages or blogs, in fact. So this just makes the pages pop a little bit. Nice visual impact. Just hover over the title when you're editing and select add a header image to put a picture up there. All of Ryan's pages will have a (laughs) self-portrait. A cat pick, actually. It would be a cat <laughs> picture everywhere. Next, and this one looks really interesting to me. Confluence Cloud users, with the proper permissions assigned, can now share a page with anyone on the internet by using a public link. Atlassian is gradually rolling out this capability to use public links on Confluence. It's a unique URL that will share a view-only version of a page with anyone on the internet. Hmm. So you can share these pages and not use up extra seats. Yeah, it's super nice. Yeah, it's super nice, right? It's like a really cool idea. I can't wait to see this in practice. Um, it's really interesting. I have questions. Yeah, like, right? How does, I mean, suppose well, I'm someone that in Confluence has permissions to view the space, but it's locked down to other users. And I go and share it publicly. I mean, there's there's some data security issues with this, I would think. I'm very curious to see how this will work in practice because I can immediately come up with ways this is a bad idea. <laughs> That's it my does job. Say, I mean, it's, it's a good <laughs> idea, too. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're really nice. They do say that by default, public links are disabled. 
Um, so the, right. the admin does have to first allow it by confluence settings. What I'm curious to see is how granular that permission is. That's uh, kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Well, the in the release notes, it points that the product admin is the first line. Yeah. Uh, it won't so even I'm curious work what that means exactly. Turns it on. Yeah. I, yeah. Yep. Very interested. We will be. If that's confluence wide, or if you can do it by space, or if you can do it by page, um, would be would be cool. Um, I I look forward to seeing people running just public websites off of uh, you know uh, confluence instance. I I mean at this point, I mean you, they're getting closer, right? Mm-hmm. Our, <laughs> um, and we will. So we'll keep an eye on this, and uh, of course loyal and dear listeners, you'll find more information on our show notes. We'll keep you up to date on how public linking and Confluence Cloud is going to work. And finally, in the Atlassian Cloud section, you can now add images and files to page templates. Uh, When you're creating, yeah, right? Isn't that slick? So that's, yeah, yeah, right? Instructional text just took on a whole new dimension. Oh, did it. (laughs) When you're creating a new template or editing an existing one, you can make the template quote, more interesting and, quote, useful by adding <laughs> images and files. So just insert them through the drag and drop, do it through the menu, drew it through the file and images button, just get the picture, get the file, put it on the Confluence template, save it. Boom, you're done. Shifting to on-prem. Uh, 19th of October, we had Jira Software 8.20, which is a long-term support release. Uh, My favorite heading, Hungry for New Features, uh, which if you've been updating this whole time, you're probably not. But uh, if you're going from LTS to LTS, there is, of course, a ton in here. So uh, take a look at the release notes, do your testing, uh, get upgraded. Uh, one particular note is that in Jira Software 8.15, so if, you, if you're going from LTS to LTS, in Jira Software 8.15 on Data Center, advanced roadmaps came uh, available to you. So if you're upgrading to 8.20, uh, advanced roadmaps could be available to you now. If you've got Jira Software Data Center, you can install the latest version of the app with no need for a separate app license. It will recognize your Data Center license, uh, which, is, which is pretty nice. Similarly, Jira Service Management has a new LTE release, uh, Jira Service Management 4.20. Insert your jokes here. <laughs> I was proud of them for not making any jokes. I really, you know, and and why wouldn't you? And and so clearly you now know that I'm not a very professional person because I am three years old. <laughs> <laughs> The previous LTS release for Jira Service Management was 4.13. And again, if you're upgrading from 4.13, check out the release log. We'll post this in the show notes. There are some performance reports to indicate how the new features uh, perform compared to previous and a list of bugs that have been fixed. And uh, yeah, that's it. The ban- We're going to leave that banner waving today. Matthew and Brenda, that was a lot of fun. Thank you, listeners, for joining us for this episode of the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. 
we would sure appreciate it if you took a moment to put a review on your favorite podcast service about this little show. That would be really helpful. Hit us with some stars, maybe a couple of nice words or bad words, whatever you want. We're here for you. Preferably nice words, please. Make sure that you connect with us on social at Adaptivist. If there's something that we should be covering on the show or that you want to come talk about, we'd love to hear from you. So for Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell, this is Ryan Spilkin for the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast, part of the Adaptivist Live network of shows. It's, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's okay. Ha, ha, ha.